0: Hello and welcome to the Allegro Podcast, the podcast where you will be able to hear from your favorite athletes around the world. For our first episode, I will be talking to Easton Allred. Easton is currently a senior running for Corner Canyon. He is a runner, author, entrepreneur, YouTuber, and much more. Easton has many impressive running accomplishments. He has run 409, 908, and 1441. Along with this, he has also captured 5th place at NXN, a podium finish with his team, and has many other incredible regional and state performances. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Allegro Allegro, Allegro. Thanks for joining me, Easton. To start things off, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about how you got into running? Sweet.
1: Uh, So yeah, I'm Easton Allred, and uh, I got into running a couple years ago. I was in seventh grade, and I would just train for basketball. I was really into basketball at the time, and so I would do just like two-mile runs in my neighborhood all the time and just was trying to get into shape. And I figured out I was decently good at it and decided to stick with it and I like raced a little bit in middle school didn't really train and then I did track my first year of high school
0: awesome yeah I through I, the sports I did I did wrestling I did cross country in middle school I remember uh I did track I did a bunch of sports I did basketball too soccer I did a lot of things but then I just I realized that track and cross country was really what my passion was in so Yeah. Decided to stick with it too. That's awesome. That's where Uh, it's at, dude. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So now I want to talk about your accomplishments because you're definitely one of the best high school runners in the nation currently. And just the things you have done, your YouTube channel and everything is really amazing. So what do you consider your biggest running accomplishment?
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would say that the best race I've ever had would be either my junior year when I got fifth at nationals uh, or my sophomore year when I ran 409 in the mile. And that was like the number one mile time in the country for sophomores that year. Um, But I would say it's probably probably the fifth in the nation, my junior year, just because uh, that was right before I or that was right when I was going through like some injuries and I was like suffering from like chronic nausea. And I just had a lot of things that weren't going my way. And I kind of just like pursued through those things and was able to like be mentally strong and still and uh, go pull off fifth place after just a crazy season and taking two weeks off like right before the national race. So I would say that's probably my most um, proud running accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I, rem- I remember watching that race. I was watching it on my phone because – a kid from like who was five minutes away from me was in that race. And I was at the edge of my seat because it was a battle at the last few minutes. uh, Totally. yeah. Yeah. It was a great race.
1: And, and that one was brutal too, just because I like, I thought that I had a chance of winning it when I, when I started training my junior year at the very beginning. And I, I worked my butt off for it. like, I didn't have any sugar. I did yoga. I did every little extra thing you could think of to be like the best runner possible. And Liam Anderson and those guys are all great runners, but I just felt like I was in really good shape at the very beginning of the season and felt like I was in shape to win the meet and then just had so much happen to me and was still able to like stay mentally strong and stuff. But um, yeah, taking the lead with like 1K to go is kind of a bold strategy that didn't end up working out too well for me, but
0: I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, definitely. So can we talk a little bit about, you said you made sure to do all the little things right uh, no sugar, doing yoga. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you do with that?
1: Yeah, totally. So uh, one thing that I think a lot of people discover in running is that it's all about the little things that add up because there are so many runners out there that want to be good and so many runners that go and run a good programs and things. And I think the small things are like, what set you apart. And so I would say for me, those things have been um, just like, making sure to stretch and roll when you need it and like learning your body. And then I think the way you eat is really, really important. And I try to eat for the most part, plant-based. I still eat a little bit of meat to make sure I'm getting in all my calories, but uh, just doing that drinking water and like not having soda. And then just like, I I feel like I, I used to say, do this and this every single day, but the longer I've gone, it's just, I'm realizing that you have to know your body. Like some days you need to lift and some days you don't, but I think, Uh, Like what I did that was super helpful is I just made a list of small little things I was going to do at the beginning of the season to be different. And I just try to do those things as my body allowed. And that list consisted of like weightlifting, yoga, eating healthy, um, and then lots of mindset stuff like visualization, setting goals, because uh, I think running is one mentally just as much as it's one physically.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Like Doing all the little things really adds up. Uh, I also do all, like, everything you said to them for the most part. I I try my best to do all the visualization, everything. Uh, but you touched upon uh, being plant based. Have you seen the movie on Netflix Game Changers? Yeah, I
1: have. It's a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. and And I also saw your YouTube video. So it like, both of them go hand in hand. But yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And I've like, I've I've had like a lot of injuries and just like my health has kind of gone up and down the last year or so Um, and so I I stopped being vegan for a little while and it didn't end up helping I just had to try something new but I think I'm going back to it because I think it really is the healthiest diet and if you watch Game Changer on Netflix you can really tell and see that it does make a big difference with inflammation and recovery and those things.
0: Yeah I'm definitely going to try
1: it out. It's so, it's a hard thing. Like you'll realize, like you just have to try really, really hard to get all the calories you need. And at the end of the day, it's I think it's more important to get the calories than to be vegan. So if you can if you can do it and be healthy and and eat enough calories doing it, then I think it's the best thing. But more importantly than that is just making sure you get in the calories. So I'm interested to see how it goes for you. Though.
0: Yeah, I'll keep you updated. Definitely. Uh, so now I just want to talk about uh, your training a little bit because you know since this we're in such a time of uncertainty uh training is definitely different than what it normally would be but like sure. in general what's your favorite cross country or track workout
1: ooh um you know i really really like long tempos just because you just i feel like you can get in a groove and we did like we did like a seven mile run as like a warm up at like average pace, which was like around six minutes for me. And then you dropped down to tempo pace for about four miles, uh, which for me, I think was about like five fifteen that day. And I went like a little bit quicker, but, and then you run a little bit after that as well. And it just feels really good to get in a groove and go fast for a long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I really love tempos and long runs, especially I just got back from like a pretty fast 12 miler. Like, faster me at least and it just it feels so good after getting It's
1: the it's the key to a runner's
0: high <laughs> long yeah. long fast runs Exactly. Uh what is the longest distance you've run?
1: Ooh, you know, I I'm not a super like high mileage guy, I guess. A lot of my buddies and stuff will go really far. One of the kids on my team just up and ran 19 miles the other day. Oh, wow. uh, but the longest I've ever run is 15 miles and that was like the longest by far. The other, like I'll run like 12 and 13 mile runs like almost every weekend, but 15 is pretty far for
0: me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's fine because you're, you're also doing the little things and you're focusing on other things. So at the end of the day, like I also, I I'd say I do like pretty high mileage, but at the end of the day, as long as you're doing the little things and everything, because mileage is just a number at the end of the day. Yeah
1: but totally and like the more coaches i've talked to and stuff is like mileage is kind of something that just works differently for everybody so there's no like key number um but i I, right now i am trying to ramp it up a little bit to be ready for college training and i think more importantly than how much mileage you're running is just that you're like increasing a little bit every year so you can increase in speed as well
0: yeah all right that that leads me to my next question how is your mileage progressed throughout high school
1: so It's been, it's been a weird progression just because I've switched schools three different times and I've also just been injured a lot, but the goal has been to work up about five to 10 miles every year. So I can't remember exactly, but I think that my freshman year I was around 40 miles a week and then, um, sophomore year I was around 45, maybe, yeah, probably about 45 miles a week. And then junior year, I got up to 50,
0: 55 And then right now I'm hitting
1: 60 every once in a while.
0: Nice, nice. Do you like doubles? Like, do you do the the 60 mile weeks on doubles or mostly singles?
1: Yeah, I do doubles. I think I I do doubles like usually about three times a week. And they just go nice and slow. And they're just a good way to recover and start feeling good for the next day.
0: For sure, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I just hit 60 for the first time uh, two weeks ago. And then after my long run today, I just hit 60 for the second time, but yeah. Nice. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so now I just want to talk about men- the men- mental side of running, because I think that's super important because you can do all the training you want. You can do all the uh, little yoga and everything, but I think the mentality is extremely crucial. So uh, going into races, uh, what do you think about? Because I remember watching a YouTube video of yours. You said, at the line you just make sure to be grateful for being given the opportunity but can you go more into that and about what you think before races
1: yeah totally so there's a really good book i like it's called endure and there's another one called p performance and both of them talk a lot about like the mentality behind running and how that affects performance um and it does it makes it makes a huge difference and even like i've i've been injured for a long time and getting back into racing and i'm I'm not doing as well as I did last year. And I think a big part of that is, is just because my mentality is not as confident as I used to be because I've been injured a lot and um, I'm working on it. And I think the next time I race, it'll be a little bit different, but um, I'm definitely in the shape to do that. And so I, the books endure and peak performance, what they talk about is how like being grateful and like smiling, like makes you perform better i can't remember the exact science behind it but uh it it like gives you a a decent percentage in um in race speed and so i just try to be grateful before my runs i try to smile um and then i definitely just try to believe in myself and and believe that i can win um yeah i just i think about it a ton and even like with visualization i visualize the all the good things that can happen from the race and i also visualize like what the bad parts of the race are and um a lot of books have talked about that as well like being pessimistic with your racing visualization is not a bad thing just like visualizing like how you'll respond to bad things um so long as you're expecting the good so that's what i try to do before races
0: yeah that's actually a really interesting point i'll, I'll definitely try that out uh, being pessimistic towards like your visualization at least because I know so many athletes uh do visualization, but it's it's really interesting to see how it can actually impact your running
1: totally, uh, and, and when I say pessimistic, I don't mean like I don't mean like thinking that you're gonna lose, but like you have to be able to visualize like what it's gonna feel like if you get out to a slow start or if you like fall over and that's what I mean by
0: pessimistic yeah, 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 so do you think that mentality is pretty similar to how you get out of the door every day just being grateful and smiling? Yeah, totally. I think, like,
1: like I had my sophomore year, I had a really bad state race. I was, like, expected to, like, definitely be in the top three, maybe win the thing, um, and I ended up just bombing and getting eighth, because I was, like, super, super nervous, and just the training that week before was just based off of just, like, grinding it out, basically. And I was talking to Katie Rainsberger, who is an n x n champ tw- two times in high school when she was in high school, and she was like, "You know what, like just remember why you love running and relax a little bit and just have fun with the next one so um I think to get out the door every day, I just try to remember like why I love to run and like why I do it, which is which is not necessarily like the glory of it if if that's what you're in it for, running is the wrong sport um but I just I run because I love being outside and I love being with my buddies and I love like working towards something that um, pushes me and makes me happy.
0: So um, I just try to remember that when I'm getting out the door. Yeah, that's definitely great advice and an excellent way to look at it. Um, But I'm sure you know who Emma Abrahamson is, right? With all of your YouTube videos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I was seeing her Instagram story the other day and she was talking about how it's important to race well, even when you're not feeling good. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. So my question is, let's say you wake up feeling awful on the day of a big race. What's your plan to get the most out of the opportunity and race well? So I,
1: I have had, I have a weird thing. I, I get nauseous, incredibly easy. And, um, I feel like I'm going to puke before almost every single race. So I've, I've, become a pro at that I would say and I have been sick before a lot of my major races uh like legitimately sick and I actually have raced really really well doing that I think what's important to realize is that like you can still run through it like I often think like it hurts a little bit more when you're sick but like oftentimes like unless you're super super sick your abilities aren't too hindered so if you just keep a strong mentality you can absolutely race well not if you're not feeling well
0: yeah, I agree. So, uh you you talked about this earlier on uh about having your injuries, having your sickness uh throughout your high school career. But I think the really inspiring thing is how you've been able to overcome it and stick with the sport and uh just like everything, overcoming the adversity. So, can you please talk about the process that it took to overcome from your injuries. I know you had a few YouTube videos about uh, going on the Alter G and doing all that stuff, but can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, totally. So
0: I have wanted to quit
1: running multiple times, many, many, many times throughout this process, because throughout the last year and a half, I just had like, I'd have an injury and then I'd like recover from it and then I'd just get another one. Or like, even like with my IT band, it took me like, like, it took me almost it probably took me like eight months to do that one and like be fully recovered from my it band so there's just has been like so many things that like have seemed to prevent me from running and just been like really really difficult mentally to get through and through it all i've just kind of like realized that like i want to i want to be able to do this like i i love to run and i haven't really known how it's going to turn out but i've just kind of like trusted the process and and through all the cross-training, I didn't know if I was ever going to get fully healthy again. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to enjoy cross-training while I'm here. And I, I want to stay fit regardless of whether or not I'm going to run. And so I just tried to focus on that. And then um, now that I'm back running and just kind of slowly getting back into it, it's just been difficult to adjust my mentality, to believe in myself as much as I did before. And what I just keep trying to re- remind myself is that I, I, love, I love the sport. Like, I love doing it either way. And I just keep trying to visualize and believe in myself and and get back into good habits again and just trust the process. And I think it's important to just be okay with whatever happens. And so I'm just trying not to think too much about the future and just live in the moment and focus on getting better every single day and whatever that looks like. But it's definitely like injuries are a really tough thing to overcome. So I think just recognizing that all runners go through injuries at some point and that you'll get better and you'll be able to race again and you'll be good again. It's just a really important thing and just making sure to keep your head on straight.
0: Yeah, totally. So for anyone listening to this podcast, if you're dealing with an injury, it's just important to know that you should like injuries are inevitable. Uh, everyone's going to face injuries at some point as Easton just talked about, but it's just really important to trust the process and just keeping your head up. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. so you actually have a book right you're i do yeah is, is that like a i think it you uh is it like teenage success or yeah something? It's, it's,
1: yeah it's like self-help for teenagers oh okay
0: okay yeah so what inspired you to write that book
1: uh so there's a guy named lewis Howes that published a book called the school of greatness and he had a podcast called the school of greatness as well And he talked about kind of the same thing that I did in my book, which is just self-help and how to be your best self and set goals and just achieve those goals and have the right mentalities. And since the time I was 10, I just loved personal development and self-help. I like discovered goal setting and just like loved it. Just read like countless books on it, attended like personal development and entrepreneurship events and just listened to tons of podcasts and just fell in love with that world because Um, I just, you know, I wanted to be a better person. And I think that's part of what made me such a good runner too, is just desiring to keep learning and getting better at life, whatever category um, that came along. And when I saw, or I, I actually attended Lewis Howe's book event, and he talked about all things personal development and talked about his journey and, and writing the book. And I just, I, I looked up to this guy so much and I just decided, and he was like, Telling me to set goals, and I needed to set new goals anyway. And so I was like, "All right, I want to be like this guy. He's my mentor. I want to write a book." And I also just felt like there's a lot of teenagers, um, especially like middle school, early, early high school, and and all throughout the rest of your life as well. But especially in those times, a lot of teenagers need direction, and they don't necessarily know how to get it. And I wanted to be able to share what I'd learned with them. And so I just decided I was going to write a book, and I wanted to publish it before I was 16. And I ended up publishing it about a month after I turned 16.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was around that age, too, uh, I was just scrolling through YouTube uh, and really interested in that entrepreneurship category, personal development. And honestly, I uh, I might get your book. It's called Fueled, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, dude, you should. Let me know what you think.
0: All right, definitely. So for anyone listening, check out Easton's book. I'll try to put like a link or something, uh, in the show notes. But yeah, it, it's definitely very helpful. I can imagine for athletes, for teenagers, uh, and just I, probably at anyone, right? Trying to, uh, grow as a person and just uh, reach success.
1: Definitely, it's not. It's like a lot of it is applicable to athletes, but it's not directly made for athletes. And I think like my favorite thing about the book is it's is it's like relatively short and simple um and it's like years worth of my research just put into a very digest digestible book for like teenagers and there's so many books out there that just go like super deep into a, like one topic and that's not how this one is it just is like everything I've learned about how to live your best life and it's um comprised in a pretty like digestible format and I get dms like all the time about how it's like changed people's life and stuff so I'm I I really do think that it can make a big difference. So, um definitely check it out, man. I think you'd like it.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely give it a read. All right. So, uh you, you said diet is extremely important to you and how you went plant-based and how you saw very good results from it. Um mm-hmm. So, how do you think uh like someone interested in uh becoming plant-based should go about doing that? Um, so I would say the first thing about going plant-based
1: that you should be like understanding of is that if you're going to be an athlete, you're going to have to work really hard. Like I would say my biggest two criticisms of being plant-based are it's definitely more work and it can be a little bit high maintenance, but if you're okay with those two things and you're willing to do a little bit of extra work to get in your calories, um, then I would say it's definitely worth it. Um, and I would go about it by first of all, trying to get your family to do it with it with you, show them game changers or forks over knives. Uh, Cause if you have other people in the house doing it with you, it's super, super helpful. Um, and then I think just the most important thing about being plant-based is eating lots of fruits and lots of vegetables. Um, it's not about eating less meat necessarily. It's about eating more of those things. So just packing on as much of that as you can and um, just put a little research and work into it. And I think you'll be really happy with it. I think the food actually tastes better and is really good. If you, if you work at it a little bit and you, you'll definitely feel better. I slept better afterwards and I just had more energy throughout the day. So um, I definitely recommend it if you're willing to do the work.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like from what I've seen from uh, whether it's YouTube videos or the two um, films that Easton mentioned, Going plant based definitely has uh, several benefits, and it's a good thing to try out if you're willing to do so. For sure. Uh, what's your favorite food?
1: Ooh, all right, this is a weird one. I absolutely love frozen blueberry oatmeal. Like it sounds basic, but and I like a million different foods, but I always come back to this one. It's like it's my keystone of all my food. I have it almost every single morning. Um, I just have like raw oats and then I put frozen blueberries in there and they, and like a little bit of honey, maybe some almonds, maybe some peanut butter and it start, the blueberries like are like half melted when you eat them. So it's like delicious and it's super good for you too.
0: Yeah, definitely. So is that like a staple in your diet for breakfast or whatever? Definitely.
1: definitely. Yeah. I usually have it for breakfast and then sometimes I'll have like, um, like a smoothie with it and i try to put like a bunch of berries so I can get my antioxidants in.
0: Yeah, I I love that meal too. Can you talk a little bit about uh this is just shifting to another topic. Can you talk about the recruiting process because I know you're committed to BYU. Can you talk about uh how and when you started reaching out to schools?
1: Uh yeah, definitely. So, uh I I got lucky in the sense that I didn't have to reach out to a ton of schools, but um I think it's a good idea like your sophomore year to start Sending coaches your times and start communicating with colleges that you want to go to so they can keep an eye out for you. Um, but for me, I think BYU reached out to me, I believe it was my senior year, or my junior year. Um, I'm not totally sure on that, but um, just I started talking to like Stanford, UCLA, BYU, uh, Washington, and then um, I talked to a few other schools here and there, but those were kind of the main ones. And then I took my official visits at the end of my junior year and just decided that BYU is where I wanted to go.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I also saw your YouTube video about it. So for anyone who just wants to know if you're trying to decide about two schools or just maybe even more, Easton has a really cool video about it because he himself is going through the process. Uh, He had the video with Zach Levitt, and it's on his channel. So check out the YouTube video uh, if you're going through the recruiting process or you're just bored. And, totally. Uh, so I saw on your Strava, you did a late-night run, like a, a workout the other day. Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, for me, I just found that a little interesting because, well, New Jersey, we have a bit of a strict curfew. So, and you said there was like a cop in the park. Yeah, that was- exactly. So h- how did that go?
1: Uh. So, yeah, so you, so first of all, I, uh, I got it wrong. I did all my, my, my official visits my senior year, I think beginning of this year, but um, I have to be careful because I can't remember what all the NCAA rules is and when all it happened. So I just want to get the dates oh, right. But, um, but yeah, for the, for the night workout, I did a workout in the morning and just, I didn't do that great. I wasn't feeling very good and like ended halfway or like I ended after like nine, four hundreds and just started like dry heaving, and just wasn't able to finish all 12. Um, and Jakob Ingebrigtsen, who's a really, really good runner in Norway. Um, I believe it's Norway might be wrong on that, but he, he's a great runner and is just, he's probably the best runner in the world or is the best runner in the world. Um, who's under 20. And, he'll do these workouts every once in a while to get the the desired pace to get more reps of it because sometimes it's too difficult to do all of it in one session so he'll do two sometimes and so that's what my coach and I wanted to do just since I wasn't able to finish all of them in the beginning and then we went at night I actually took my family since we're all like not really getting out of the house much since everyone's like quarantined, but it's actually not shelter in place in Utah. So you can like still use the track and stuff, but we were there after hours. And so uh the cops were like there and stuff, but we ended up being all right. And, um but yeah, I, I love running at night. It's so fun to just like go fast when it's dark. You just feel like you're cruising. So it was a good time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, it just, right now we couldn't, I can't do it because where I am, they're, they're pretty strict rules. I know a lot of tracks are closed here, and I can't imagine what would happen if I ran that late at the track.
1: But. Yeah, that, that would be brutal. It's, it's, it's sad seeing everything get, get shut down, but thankfully in Utah, a lot is still functioning and going, but I don't know how much longer that'll last for.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Utah, um, do, have you ever been to Zion National Park?
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I I was there over winter break. Is, is that like is that close to you?
1: No, it's quite a drive. I think it's like four or five hours.
0: Is is there like a big difference in altitude there? Because I, I I ran there, like I did a long run there and it felt fine, so I'm 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 just wondering how it is compared to like where you are.
1: I I would assume that it's um it's quite a bit lower than where I am. Okay,
0: okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, Utah is an awesome place.
1: It is. There's just, like, so much to do, and and if you drive a couple hours, there's, like, a million different, like, landscapes that you can find and just a lot of fun things for sure.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite national park? Ooh, I I really like Lake Powell, so I'd have to go with that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've been to – um zion national park and then i also went to bryce um and then the grand canyon so yeah i really i really like all those national parks in that area it's it's awesome yeah
1: they're beautiful i've never been to the grand canyon but i wanted to for sure
0: so uh given the uncertainty with the rest of our track season what's your plan moving forward because i know some people are doing these time trials uh some people are building a base for their future cross country season how are you going about uh the rest of your training and just racing i I don't know
1: uh yeah great question so i you know i like to think of it that there's like not much that's changed because like i mentioned this earlier but running is one of the very few sports that like it doesn't really matter like who's watching like it's never been a sport that was like made to just like show off in front of people, you know, like it's great yeah. to have fans and like a crowd cheering you on. And that like makes the sport for sure. But also it like one thing that's like beautiful about the sport is that you can like do it on your own and, and that you can um, get better without anybody watching you and you can still run after the clock. And so that's kind of what I'm aiming for is I'm trying to build up, I'm trying to build up my mileage a little bit in case um, the season gets canceled or I really haven't started that yet, but I will if the season does get canceled. And other than that, I'm just really training for time trials and then hoping that something postseason happens. Um, and I think it will, I think stuff postseason will happen and maybe we'll get a regional and state meet. Um, but yeah, as of right now I'm just training hard on my own and, and just looking forward to time trials and trying to run fast at those.
0: Awesome. Yes. Same with me. Uh, has Utah not, Ruled anything canceling the season yet? Because I know like California and other states have done that.
1: Yeah, Utah is is like planning for either a three week season or a six week season, Um, and whether that actually happens or not, I don't know. But that's what they're hoping for.
0: Yeah, hopefully, definitely, because even uh, as far as I've been seeing, you've been having really consistent training lately, and really excited. I'm really excited to see what you could do on the track, whether there is a season or not. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, good me too. To me too.
1: I think like one thing that's kinda nice for me too is like I, I felt like at the beginning of the season I wasn't quite ready. Um and so once the season opens up, I'll I'll be ready to go because I have had a lot of consistent training and feeling good and stuff. So um I'm definitely looking forward to whatever happens.
0: Yeah. You had you had an early outdoor performance, right?
1: I did, yeah. I ran in St. George about like I want to say like three weeks ago. Um, it was super, super last second. I wasn't planning on racing. Um, and then just heard there was a race and heard it might be my only chance. So I just booked it down there with two of my buddies and we got to go race.
0: It was, it was awesome. Was, was that your, the, was the race before that NXN?
1: There, I did like, I did a, uh, an indoor race and, but before that was NXN. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know Utah had an indoor season or did you go somewhere else?
1: yeah Utah does have an
0: indoor season oh Utah does okay that's cool so do you want to do you want to shout out your social media real quick
1: yeah definitely so my Instagram is Easton Creed Allred and then my YouTube is Easton Creed Allred as well
0: awesome yeah go check out those uh social media platforms he has really awesome YouTube videos Uh, I'm sure we'll see more in the future right
1: Definitely. Yeah, I took a little bit of a break to get things taken care of, but um, yeah, I'm going to start doing YouTube again really soon. I'll probably post one
0: at the end of the week. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited to see that. So yeah, just good luck for the rest of your season, man. Good luck for your college career and everything you do. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode. And yeah, just thank you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.